Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Flick Talk with your favorite hosts, Fee and Belle. I'm Fee. And I'm Belle. And Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Oh, my gosh. We're in 2022. We are in 2022. Yuck. Yep. Yikes. It's, it's all going downhill, guys. <laughs> I'm but we hope you guys had a lovely Christmas and an even better New Year's and stay we tuned hope you for were what... safe exactly yep. yeah stay tuned for what we've got in store for you in 2022 so stick with us and see um, see how we get on so we have a few changes to this year um our episodes are going to be structured differently this year mm. I think this year or like in different months basically um so unfortunately because we're just so busy guys um we are gonna cut back to two episodes per month um depending on whatever our schedules so it should be like two slash three episodes per month um and yeah so hopefully we try we'll try and get all our movies um uh, kind of sorted for this year don't worry there's going to be definitely special months where we have special guests mm-hmm. um and all of that good stuff um so stay tuned to flick talk for yes. for the coming months yeah. um but before we we dive into the the movie mm-hmm. um what is one piece of like pop culture or rom-com culture bell that you that you enjoyed like during your break or during this week that you'd like to recommend to our listeners oh my goodness oh gosh there's definitely some i need to give me a moment fee let me just do you want me to go first yeah you go first and then yeah okay i will dive into so when we were doing so basically when we were doing a little backstory when we were doing our christmas episodes um almost i think all of our guests, or I, I would even go as far as saying three out of four of our guests recommended this movie to me. So we'd always mm. ask them, okay, what is your favorite rom-com or your favorite Christmas movie? Now, this is a new one. Now, this is a new Christmas movie. And almost everyone said the movie Love Heart. So I was like, you know oh what, my guys? gosh. Yeah. I just watched it. Oh, oh did you? Yes. Okay. okay. Go. Go on. So I was like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna give it a go because a, I love the guy who's in it, the Japanese guy who's from Never Have I Ever. Yeah. His name is Darren something. <gasps> He's so hot. Um, and I love Nina Dobrev. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it a go. And honestly, I think I okay, I really right liked it. I think it definitely had some like chinks in the armor, mm-hmm. and it had some like awkwardish moments where I was like. I don't know whether they're trying too hard or whatever, but I oh. like the premise of it. Like, what points like did you think were a bit, were a bit OTT? Yeah. yeah, like OTT. I was like, okay, like chillax. Like you don't, we know you don't really feel this way. But I think the premise of the movie and like, if we like, if we kind of think about Christmas movies as a whole, I think it like achieved that goal of how how like cheesy and romantic Christmas movies are supposed to be. Like it wasn't overly romantic and cheesy, but it mm. was like. You know when you had those moments, you're like, okay, that doesn't, you have, like, just chill out kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I really, I would recommend Love Hard if you haven't watched that yet. It's really cute. I love seeing Nina Drobrev in something like this. I think she should do more comedy because she's really good at it. I think I did like her. 
Uh, I know that's like unpopular opinion. I like to. I don't think I like the guys as much. To be mm. fair, I like Nina Dobrev more. Right. Um, and that's about it, guys. I would okay. say Love Hard is a piece of pop culture or rom com culture that I would recommend. Um, I would say just because I feel like so many people have already watched this, and I'm literally right. Yeah, I'm, same. I'm, I'm a bit behind, but I mean, Love Hard was one one that popped into my head. But another one, it's a series. So this is um Jane the Virgin, which if if oh, like me, yeah, you yeah. haven't really watched it. It is a very you cute. Watched, you watched it like years ago. I think I watched it because of you, right? So I started watching it on E4. It would come on on E4, okay. but I, w- I didn't watch it consistently. I didn't watch the beginning. I'd watch like one episode, like f- episode five, and then watch episode nine, and then, you yeah. know, miss like the next season. And so I watched it very, I didn't watch it very consistently. But yeah. I did watch a few episodes like back to back from the very beginning, and I really like it. I, yeah. Before I didn't get like the part where the dad would like randomly have like a, a they'd randomly have like a cutaway of her dad on like a soap <laughs> and yeah, he's, literally. he thinks he's the most amazing person on the world in the uh, world and I he's think I'm not. the one person who he's doesn't not. like Jane the Virgin sorry Do you I'm not? the one person in the world no it's just too much I, I understand that that's what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. but I don't know I just think it's like I love like I love the characters. I think the characters are written very well. Mm. It's just the, like the script sometimes. Um, I like really? the actors as well. I think the actors are really good, but I just it's too much for me. I just didn't like it. And then the the end was so bad. Like the ending, the way they decided to end everything. Oh no! I was like, what is going on? Like yeah, not oh, not my no. cup of tea. I think I watched it because of you and one of my other friends who was like, I want Jane the Virgin. I was like, okay, fine, guys. I will watch Jane the Virgin. <laughs> well, sorry, it dis- you're disappointed, P. Moving on from Jane the Virgin. Yes. Um, let's talk about you, pray love. So, yes. Belle, if you want to go first and just let us know of the plot. Okay. So, um, let's dive into it. So, um, we've got our main. Um, our main character called Liz. Um, Liz is a woman from New York, and she's got. She's basically what you'd say. She's, you know, the woman that you described describe as. She's got it all. She's got the husband, mm-hmm. the big house, um, a successful career, and like, um, there there gets to a point where she feels really lost, really confused, really alone, and she basically decides to go searching for the meaning of life, and mm-hmm. um, in the end, she ends up getting divorced. Um, um, she her, she makes her way to Italy, um, where she basically decides to enjoy like really, really good Italian food. So we see her diving like, into like her pasta. <laughs> I know. Her pizza. That's the only part I was jealous of, like the Itali- Italian. Actually, no, I really want to go Bali as well. Yeah, same. I'd love yeah. to go to Bali. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, basically, we see it's like a self-discovery journey so she comes out of her comfort zone she makes new friends we see her just becoming almost like a new person so um literally it's what we said at the beginning she eats in italy enjoys like really great food then makes her way to bali and no makes her way to um india india where she basically prays and kinds of she kind of embraces like spirituality 
and yeah. then she makes her way to Bali, which is her final destination. So she goes, um, she goes to three countries, and basically she dedicates like a year to traveling, like traveling the world. So she, um, she prays in Bali, she prays in India, and then she finds new love in it in Bali. So there we go. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask, like, how how many holidays does she have? Because how oh how goodness. has she just gotten like done this and also how much money do you need to have exactly like for all so i don't think okay so she's going for a year mm. she's probably staying in each country for four months i want to say yeah that's what i thought like you know a quarter of the time yeah she's in one place like i guess okay i mean india is not cheap nowadays but i think bali mm. is really cheap because i yeah. the prices in bali and it's yeah. ridiculous how cheap bali is that's fine India, I think, is moderately cheap. Mm. Rome, I think it's. I mean, Quite not pricey. she does. She's not. Is she in Rome? Is it Italy? Just general. Um, I don't know what city she ends up in actually. I think it's mainly Rome because she mm. lives in Rome. Is anyways, let's just say Italy. Yeah, that's like super expensive. Like yeah. that's easily four thousand pounds or more. Okay, probably mm-hmm. seven thousand pounds or more. Then India, India would definitely just be £10,000 for that whole four months, like for sure, easily. And Bali, I guess, would be like 5000 How much is that? Like £20,000 she spent on a whole year. I mean, obviously, I think she can do it because she just won a divorce settlement, didn't she? Yeah. So, like, do you know what? I would do that as well. Daddy. I'd probably pick better places. I don't think I'd like go and like for that many months I'd just go for one I'd do 12 countries in one month like one year mm, one year that's the way like to go for one, it one yeah. month yeah one a month like spend your um, money wisely Liz um so Fee if I'm being honest this just felt like a very long travel vlog I felt literally, like I was watching someone's travel same. vlog on YouTube <laughs> it wasn't even her though it was like it wasn't even her perspective though that's the thing and I'll come in I'll come on to this a little bit more but like on the book mm. I, and I think in the book it's more her like so I think okay so p- people don't who don't know Elizabeth Gilbert yeah. wrote the book and I think she I think I'm not assuming but I think it was a autobiographical like book because I think she went through a divorce and then she went for a whole year and mm. like eat pray and love basically yeah it's a memoir so it is about yeah because the character um, the character is also called Gil- um, liz gilbert liz yeah yeah, yeah. Named after um her, yeah. so yeah it is like her basically story of like where like how she went i actually have not read read the book so i would want to read the book because i think the mm. book would be better mm. also she's a 34 year old well she's supposed to be 34 years old at this point now, how much money do you really? have to go and do that what in the movie Anyways, she, she's so supposed jealous. to be 34 She's supposed to be, well, Julia Roberts is supposed to be 34. I think, was oh, Julia I Roberts didn't... around that time? Mm. Around 34 around that time? No, I How think she Julia was Roberts... older. She was probably in her 40s, I think. Or maybe Julia Roberts 30s. is 54 right now. Yeah, when that was, was... When did that um, That was made in... 2010. So she was 44. Yeah, she looks okay. like, yeah, I think... No, 2010. 12 years ago. So she was 42 yeah but mm, yeah okay we'll give it to her anyways yeah um, but yeah like still like i'm just like that yeah like yeah i would want to i think it was more about like 
I think the book was supposed to be more about her finding herself. But in the movie, I think the movie just like made it seem more like glamorous. Like, mm-hmm. well, not glamorous, but do you know what I mean? It, like a very like toned up version of it, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think the director might be the reason why. Because it's... Okay, I'm going to go into this. Oh. So if you didn't know, this was directed by Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, we all know, who's done Glee. Um, he's done OJ, vers- OJ Simpson versus... Mm. The People versus OJ Simpson, mm. which is a really good series, and I recommend everyone to watch it. He's also done American... Hor- no, American Horror Story. That's that's the thing. Not watch that. He's done Scream uh, Queens, and he's also done American Crime Story, which that's also like really good. Um, it's basically got like so it's the People versus OJ, and then there's um another thing that he did, and it was about uh the murder of Gianni Versace, and that was amazing. So I think Val, you would like it because it's very you know. Like thriller, like based. Mis- mystery. I think I, I think it came on. Did it have David Schwimmer? No, um, Robert Gibb. No, that was OJ versus. Huh. David Schwimmer wasn't OJ versus Simpson. He was. He OJ played the, but, um, the lawyer, um, didn't he? Yeah, but there's one that he did, and I think it's in that. In, it's within the American Crime Stories, and it's basically about. Um, Does that have Richard uh, Gere? The Gianni Versace Versace's one. Murder. Yeah, and it's so good. Like yeah, because I, I remember it. when it came out, it was on BBC, and I just didn't get a chance to watch it. Assassination of Gianni Versace. That's what yes, yeah. Um, Versace yeah, fee. I was watching like Versace. a thing with. I, I saw a thing with her. She, um, the oh, interview was like, oh, it's what's, Versace. It's yeah, Versace. The interview yeah. was like, oh, what's one Sorry. thing that people always get wrong about you or something? And she was like, oh, my name is in Versace. Is Versace. Like, oh, so okay. it's the yeah, right. so it's the assassination of Gianni Versace. It's okay. so good, and I'm upset. I really liked it, and I didn't know anything about you know Gianni Versace before, mm. so it was like amazing. And he's also done one that's like recently come out, and that's the um, Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton thing. Oh yeah. Oh, it's apparently that's good as well. So I cannot wait to watch that as well. Um, but he's also done the Politician, which is that's on Netflix mm. right now. He's done a lot of things, but mainly I think Ryan like Murphy's like known for kind of like over OTT and not OTT, but he's very like glamorous and like mm. he basically goes goes that the like, extra, extra mile. Extent. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. he's like Baz Luhrmann. If right, I'm sure everyone knows who Baz Luhrmann is, but he's very like larger than life, mm. Studio Fifty Four vibes, and yeah, um. So yeah, I actually do like Ryan Murphy. I think he does some really great things. But I didn't know that this was directed by Ryan Murphy. Um, but it's it's if you think about it, this I think Eat Pray Love is very like toned down to the rest of his like film filmography because I think if it was his, he would have made it way 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 more glamorous. Mm. Like you know, her staying in hotels and blah blah. blah. But obviously, yeah. I think he did a good job with what he was given, kind of thing, yeah. of, like the screenplay and stuff. But yeah. It was directed by Ryan Murphy. The screenplay was also written by him and Jennifer Salt. Uh, it was produced by Dee Dee Gardner. Um, cinematography by Robert, Robert Richardson. Edited by Bradley Bucher. Music by Dario Marianelli. The music was amazing. Because I feel like if you were a 2000s fan, it was all the music from the 2000s. So if you grew up in 2000s, that was it. Um, distributed by Sony Pictures and... This was, like, 
As much as it got really negative reviews, it made $204.6 million on a budget against $60 million. That is incredible, especially for a romantic, rom- well, it's not really rom-com, but it's rom-com kind of movie, like... Mm. I think it's a rom-com. Yeah, I, a watching drama. that, I was like, oh, this isn't a rom-com. I mean, there's, there's you know, a little bit of comedy in it. There's some romance, but yeah, it's probably, I don't know, maybe a drama. Not even a I drama. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, drama, yeah. I think so. Um, So, I because, you know, the movie is about, like, places and literally a love letter to all these places, mm. Um, the filming locations... I just realized because we just said Rome or whatever. So it's film. So it's shot in New York City, Rome and Naples, mm. Delhi and oh, Patodi. Don't know where that is. Um, in India, um, Ubud, which that's where I want to go, and P- Padang Padang Beach at Bali, Indonesia. Oh, that was beautiful. That's where I want to go, guys. Yeah, that was really nice. That looked really good. Uh, it's very cheap, Bali. So. If anyone wants to fly us <laughs> accommodation and flights, please. Sponsor us. We are more than, we'd love to sponsor that. Um, yeah. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, so the film received kind of like a 36% approval rating. An average rating of 5.2 out of 10. I think the whole thing was like, obviously the scenery was nice, but there's no substance of of any sort like the whole film was supposed to be her about like finding herself but i think it was more like a tourist tourism ad mm-hmm. kind of thing mm. um and it generally received negative reviews in italian in the italian press which i i don't know what that says so i don't know whether unless, they weren't like unless happy they about think, the representation of yeah italian, i was just about mean? to say that yeah um, but I think generally, I think this movie did like massive because like they started merchandising this movie. Um, it had like perfumes, it had like jewelry, it had teas, like gel- gelato machines. That is oh the craziest thing. Um, it sold like it, it sold like benches and like prayer beads, um, and a bamboo window shade, which is ridiculous. And there's a there's a place called World Market. I think it's in is it in the US? It's an American chain. Um, so it's like a World Market store, and they basically did a whole section of like stuff about this movie. That is crazy. Um, but yeah, so I guess like commercially, this movie did wonders, and it's like still it still is one of those movies that I think almost everyone has watched or knows about kind of thing. Yeah. It's like what's about it. But yeah. Yeah. So, I I just felt like it was such a flimsy reason, like mm. it, it to like get a divorce. I was like, what? So you're getting a divorce because you want to travel? Basic, basically. If we're really, you know, kind of like looking looking at it in in a very basic way, she basically said she basically felt like she wanted to travel. Um, they, her husband what he wanted to basically like have a child have like the kind of you know the life that the typical life of like parents child you know suburban home you know like I'm sure you guys get the image but he basically wanted that and she kind of wanted to just explore the world and 
you know travel to different countries and i just thought it was a very flimsy i mean first of all they both seemed very flaky because her husband couldn't make up his mind what he wanted to do in life and then she couldn't really make up her mind what she wanted to do in life and i just thought they were both very flaky and it but wasn't he also kind of like toxic like he was kind i think from like okay so billy cried up plays the guy who's her husband Mm. but i just think like i totally agree with your reasons like okay it seems like a stupid thing if you're getting like people deal with okay people deal with divorce in such different ways and stuff Mm. but i think i understood the reasoning behind her wanting to go because i feel like he looked like someone that was very like a toxic energy to be around and i think she wanted more than anything i just think she wanted like time like just with herself and like like I get that. I get, like, you know, wanting to go, go and, like, explore and, like, find yourself. Mm. Um, which is, I think, the premise of what the memoir was... Suppo- what is, basically, and the, mm. what the book is. I just don't think it was translated as well in the movie. Right, okay. Because I think it's all good to, like, travel, you know, do it. But I just think to get a divorce, I just thought... I, 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 I don't know if i buy it in terms of like someone going to that extent you know well i think the divorce set off the reason why she wanted to go to travel right like the divorce was the last thing no because in the beginning she's you know they they, they're at like her dinner like her friend's dinner party or something yeah and then in the car she's like oh i want to go here like she said something about going traveling somewhere and then he's like oh i want to i'm thinking of becoming like a teacher or something and then the next i think the next scene they're in bed and he's like i don't want to go there like whatever country she said i can't remember exactly what country she said she wanted to Mm -hmm. go to so he he says oh i don't want to go there and then she's like i don't want to be married to you anymore so she that it seems like yeah because you know even at the beginning we've got we um by the way her best friend is played by um viola davis so her um her best friend has recently obviously had a baby and she's basically asking her questions like oh you know how is it having a child so she's already not like she's it it comes across as if she doesn't want those things because she's kind of like quizzing her friend about like being a new mom and how how it's changed her life and things like so you can already see that she's kind of like her 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 train of thought is more towards like you know just living life and in terms of like traveling and exploring the world and she Mm -hmm. doesn't mind doing it on her own Mm -hmm. whereas her friend for instance it's like that that person that's you know living the married life having a child that suburban Mm -hmm. life and so she you know at, at the beginning you see her start to express it in different ways that she wants to kind of be on her own to do her own thing and then she says something yeah. about him wanting kids and basically she didn't want that so then yeah she, she that's what she wanted you know to travel and do all you know all all the things that she ends up doing in the movie but i just thought i feel like she could have in you know if this i mean it is based on a true story i was going to say if this was like real life but it is you yeah. know i'm sure loosely based on um, her mm-hmm. story but i do feel like if at least travel for a bit and see how you feel and then come back and maybe have a discussion see it's so funny that you say that because i think the complete opposite really? like i think yeah i think like i don't think that she's 
she's gone on this because she got a divorce. I think it's because that's like the cam that that's like the what's the what's the phrase what's this phrase about um, the straw, the straw that, that broke, broke the camel's, the camel's back, back or something mm, yeah the yeah straw that broke the so I uh, that's what I think I think like how you said like that's totally accurate how you were like okay yeah he wanted a child she didn't want that from her mm. life she wanted this they wanted that completely true but I think it was kind of like because I remember that they did mention that they got married when they were really young. Yeah, like college sweethearts yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was that where I think she was just giving, giving, giving. And then I think, you know, that bit in the car where she's like looking off and she's like, oh, I want to go to this place. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and he's like, oh, I don't want to do that because mm-hmm. I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my, like another thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's like literally one thing after another. Right. And then that last bit where he's like oh i want to do this and and i don't want to do this i don't want to do that and she's like i don't want to get my my, i don't want to be married to you Mm. i think like that's where she's like okay now i'm done like i need Mm. to do things for myself and like i think it's really thing so i totally get like where where it's coming from and i see that in the movie that it's like literally like breaking you know like ticking it off and like her why she's leading to that moment um but in the book, so apparently I'm just reading it now. So in the book, she spent four months in Italy and she spent three months in India and she ended the year in Bali looking for balance of the two and fell in love with a Brazilian businessman whom she later married and then divorced as well. So that's Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, is this real, um, the real life Elizabeth Gilbert? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So this is, this is her like memoir basically right. um, that she okay. wrote. I thought yeah, it may I, have been yeah. like added in there. I wasn't sure. If no, that was because also I think the film ends it. when they get like when they fall in love or something. Or yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's right. Yeah, I. It's. I mean, that's really interesting. Like that as a debate. Um, but if we want to move on just to the cast and, um, yeah, the other bit stuff. Okay, so we've obviously we've mentioned that um, Julia Roberts plays the leading lady, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, we've got Javier Bardem, who plays Felipe. Um, James Franco, who plays David. Um, we've also got um, Richard Jenkins mm-hmm. as Rich, Richard. Um, he basically plays um, a man, an American man that Liz meets at Bar- in Bali. And he's been in a few things, actually. Um He's quite yeah. He's he's, he's been a very so well known. Actor. He's been in um, Step Brothers. Yeah, Step Brothers. Uh, um, uh, I know Step Brothers. He plays their dad, doesn't well, he? Actually, I think he's been in. He's also been in like I think he's he's in Friends and Benefits. I think. Oh, he's is he? Ah. I'm not sure. Um, he he's in Dear um, John. Oh, he's in Me, Myself, and Irene. Oh. Oh, he's in Dear yeah, John. In I think he plays um, Callan, um, Channing Tatum's dad in Dear John, if I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, so he's uh, he's. I'm sure you'll recognize his face, guys. Honestly, he's um he's a very well known actor. Yeah. But anyway, I'll go um I'll go back to the cast. So we've um we've then got Viola Davis um who plays um Liz's best friend Delia. Uh, then we've got Billy Cr- um mm. Cr- Crudup. Yeah, um, as Stephen, um, who yeah. who um, like Fee mentioned, plays um, Liz's ex-husband. We have Sophie Thompson. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, in a lot of things. Well. We've got uh, Sophie Thompson as Corella, and she plays their Indian ash- ashram. 
when um, Liz um, goes to India. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Mike O'Malley, who plays Delia's husband. He's also been in a few things. Um, he's quite well known. Um, he He's usually in yeah. like comedy shows. Um, so, yeah. And mm. then we have... So we've got... Um, Christine Hakim, who plays Liz's best friend in Ind- Indonesia, we've got um, Arlene as Arlene Tur as Armenia. We have. Let's see. We've also got Tuva Novotny as Sophie, and um, she basically meets. She's um, she's Swedish, and she basically um, becomes friends with Liz when they both find each other in Italy, and she basically like helps her yeah. find yeah the she one about the jeans helps Liz yeah. like find a tutor like a, an Italian tutor who can like help her with her Italian and then we've all and yeah. then the tutor is played by Italian actor model and TV personality Luca Argent- Argentero who plays Giovanni so yeah and oh, obviously wow. Sophie's love interest like mm-hmm. I just said so yeah so there we go mm-hmm so what did you think of the casting do you feel like it was um we had a good cast or do you think i because I, I feel like someone else could have so there were so many people that could have played liz yeah yeah i think younger yeah but i think i like when i i didn't know that it was supposed to be about someone in their 30s um because i thought it was supposed to be an about an like slightly older woman going back and like reflecting yeah. on herself and stuff like that that's but what I, I thought because she's be um 34 year old she's very I feel like she she she's very mature she comes across very mature and level headed and yeah. then yeah, yeah so yeah. I just didn't see her not that 34 year olds aren't level headed but she just seemed like she'd you know got her life together way back when you know she'd you know got married really young and then fast forward to maybe 40s because i thought she was probably maybe late 30s early 40s um decided to get a divorce and like yes exactly life yeah and things like that so um yeah i'm i'm really surprised to find out that she was supposed to be playing a 34 year old yeah mm, same i think she was a bit I, I don't know if she was the wrong person like Maybe I think they wanted to like cast someone who's slightly more older, so they could have this whole thing of oh, this mature woman, um, not the forties old, but like this mature woman that's like going in like mm. on this discovery of like you know on this self discovery and whatever and trying to find herself. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know how yeah. how I feel about Julia Roberts casting, but it was definitely a star studded yeah. like cast. Like it's yeah. like you would know at least someone. Yeah that was in the movie kind of thing um but yeah i'm gonna just touch on some facts i have about the movie um so yeah i'm gonna try and do them quickly because there are a lot of facts about this movie um yeah so the first one and this is kind of like baller slash i'm jealous julia roberts only agreed to do the film only agreed to do film her barley scenes on location if the producers agreed to allow her to have her family over there during the shoot that is like baller because yep. you know that's a free yep. vacation in Bali on someone else's dime <laughs> brilliant um, there was much criticism in Brazil over the casting of Javier Bardem 
because he is Spanish and his Portuguese oh. was deemed to be faulty by Brazilians. Ooh. This is why you should probably yep. just hire Brazilians, you know? Just hire the ethnic um yeah. Or like you know the proper person. Like for I'm it. sure they could have easily, um, easily found you know a good Brazilian actor, you know. Yeah. Also, I don't know Javier Bardem really annoys me sometimes. I don't know what it is about him. He's oh, do you know what? It's he's in um. He doesn't annoy me. He's like his face scares me. Do you know why? Have no. you seen him in James Bond? Oh, <laughs> Google it, Bell. He is te- like his face is terrifying in James Bond. And I can't get it out of my head. I think James Bond must have been after this movie. And I must have watched it after this movie. But he looks so creepy in James Bond. And I just, I just cannot <laughs> get it out of my head. I'm Googling it. He, but he, he reminded me of... There's an American actor he reminds me of. Yep. Yes! Jeffrey Dean yes! Morgan. Because yes! they all both look... They're like apparently yes. they're like doppelgangers, which they are. Because I always get him in him. In yeah, because I was like, oh my gosh, he looks so much like him. Oh my, he's got blonde hair in James. But they Bond. literally look like. I know he looks so oh creepy. My. Does he not look yeah, so he's, creepy? Um, I think it's the it's blonde jarring. hair. It just makes him look. Um, he's and he's got like um, a weird teeth as well in it. Like oh. Maybe. Yeah, he's he's yeah yeah no. <laughs> I don't know why I'm looking at it now. It's um. Anyways, this oh, is Julia's is. Julia Roberts' biggest box office opening since America's Sweetheart, which was in two thousand and one. I have not watched that. I don't know what that is. Um, America's Sweethearts. I don't know what that is. Um, Julia Roberts claims. She gained 10 pounds during the Rome segment. Not very body positivities there, is there? Like she was in the film. Um, I'm joking. Doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, this is a fun fact because everyone knows how much I love Gary Marshall. Um, Julia Roberts invited her friend, Gary Marshall, to direct the film. But Marshall declined because he was unwilling to travel outside of America to the locations where the oh. film takes place. However, during Marshall off uh, during the meet, Marshall offered Roberts a role in Valentine's Day, on which he was working during this time, which she accepted. This in turn allowed Ryan Murphy to step in as director. Now, being the biased Gary Marshall fan that I am, I do think if Gary Marshall had directed this, I think it would have been more close to the book. I don't think it would have been like mm-hmm. a tourism kind of advert like it is. I think it would have been more like like soul kind of... I don't know. I think it would have been more like feel good and like heartwarming. Not to say that obviously Ryan Murphy didn't do that. Um, but I think he would have definitely like focused more on like the soul of the movie and like the whole self-discovery mm. and maybe more on that rather than like her just like like blazing yeah. around these like locations and like having the time of her life which obviously she's supposed to but still um moving on um i, mean, I don't know if you agree you... or disagree but i because i'm thinking it it wasn't to the extent of um you i don't I hope you guys have um, heard it's just a reference to our Monte Carlo episode um, 
but you know in Monte Carlo how they obviously go to like different locations and they're like you know it's very much like it's like someone coming yeah. here and going to Trafalgar Square going to Madame Chisels going to all these like touristy yeah. places we didn't see too much of that which I'm glad about because it didn't yeah it i felt like she went there to just enjoy the country it's like going there through not going there through a tour a tourist like lens but going there to like almost as a in 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 in, uh what's the word i'm looking for just almost kind of like humbling herself and being like oh okay i want to learn about the culture i want to learn about the land i want to learn the language and the people and the you know the food so i I, but i wish we saw more um it just all looked very like everything was convenient for her which right exactly yeah right i think honestly that but that's what i'm saying is like i don't think i think what gary marshall would have brought to this yeah if he had directed it i think he would have brought more heart to it like that's what i'm saying is like it wouldn't have been like because let's be honest this mm. is she's a very privileged white woman so we see it through the lens of a, yeah not to like yeah, obviously bash her, her or something like being, but it is yeah. it is a slightly yeah a, it is a slightly privileged mm-hmm. experience and put like of you because it wouldn't be the same mm. if it was a person mm. a woman of color that went on this like i'm sure there would be a like a heightened mm. whatever like we're not going to get get into that but i do think that if they wanted to do that and if they brought Gary Marshall in to direct the film not saying that I'm not saying that Ryan Murphy is hasn't done this well because I love Ryan Murphy too but I'm thinking that it would have helped achieve right what do you think it would have come across like, a bit more authentic the success of the book where it was like mm. yeah it's like it's like if anyone's ever so one of my favorite books of all time is a book by mm. Nora Ephron and it's called Heartburn and it is literally it's also made into a movie but obviously it didn't do good in the, in the movie but it's because the, mo- the the book is so emotional and like oh my god Belle you need to read it it makes you cry it's like essays and it's just so like heartwarming and it's just so emotional it's also about like the it's also about Nora Ephron's divorce and it's kind of autobiographical but um, it's like set obviously it has characters and stuff and it's not as like mm. a, as so close as a memoir, but that's what I'm saying is that I think if it was like slightly a different character who's like uh, a director, sorry, who's mm. known to do like all these feel good movies, like okay yeah. Valentine's Day and like New Year's Eve and like stuff like that, like I think it would have it would have brought a little more like not mm. humility, like kind of humility, but also like the heart mm-hmm. of what yeah I get what you mean I get what readers. you mean yeah. Um, and kind of that that mm. feel good that feel good feeling basically. Um, moving on, um, in the book, Felipe is fifteen years older than Elizabeth. However, in reality, Javier Bardem and Julia Roberts oh, are the d- same age. That's interesting. In the movie, I thought I they were both though. the same age. Oh, I thought oh, they were I both th- the same. Age. If not the same age, maybe slightly. You know, he may have been slightly older. I didn't imagine. It was that. I thought it would have been like two or three years older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of an age gap. I didn't think they'd be like so old. But then his, by the way, his son is very good looking, guys. <laughs> Wait, his son <laughs> in real life or in the movie? In the movie. Oh, I don't think right. Javier Bardem has a son in real life. Oh, I didn't know. I just thought, I yeah, I wasn't sure if you were saying about real um, life or the movie. No, I think his son is very good looking. <laughs> um, uh, what is the next one? 
Oh, so the book was listed as one of Oprah Winfrey's favorites, which led to, so she has basically an Oprah Winfrey book club, right. which that's like famous, um, which led to Julia Roberts' interest in the book and her optioning the rights to make a film out of it. So Julia Roberts, that's why she like approached all these other directors to like make the film. Um. But I'm und- I don't understand how she's not credited as a, as, as a producer then. Hmm. That is odd. Interesting. Yeah, that is very odd. Um. And I think that's it. I think there's other. Oh, this is. I don't know if this is interesting. I'll probably edit it out. But the film opened the same week as Eric Roberts' film, who's Julia Roberts' brother, The Expendables, um, and Emma Roberts' dad. So yeah, it's a little family play on play okay well there we go um so yeah i think we can move on to our questions now yeah so what did you um what what were your thoughts on the female relationships fee so how many female relationships were there so there was that woman in italy Mm -hmm. and then there was in india in india and then there was in the best friend in indonesia yeah i think the women were like and also obviously viola davis hello yeah um yeah yeah, i don't know i think the women like were very i think it was it was a very supportive female like female companion except i think for viola davis at times i think there was like a little more like oh but why aren't you doing that like there was a bit more judgment and maybe it's because she knows her very well Mm. like and they're like best friends whereas the others like oh she just meets them while they're traveling or she hasn't seen them in years kind of thing um i think yeah i think the women are great in the in the movie i think they're like very supportive and there's not any kind of like competitiveness Mm. i don't think um maybe i think the one in the room but i think she's more jealous not jealous sorry i think she's more envious of the romance between them do i rather than anything like finding that kind of love but i think the women are quite grounding and like they're very like compassionate and like supportive in the movie and i don't think there's like I mean, I think Viola Davis is obviously, like, a very... Like, her character is very honest. But you also need that kind of person being like, okay, why are you going right. doing yeah, this? I like, agree. what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think the women are great in this movie. I think that is actually one one of the things that I do like is... Um, the women are... Yeah, are very, like, supportive. I think the one thing that I would probably, like, pick up on now as 2021 is that whole like body conversation that they were having about like her being like oh my god if i eat so much i won't like fit into mm-hmm. my jeans but then that whole thing about like julia roberts being like just buy another mm-hmm. pair of jeans like do you know what i mean but whereas i think if it was in the 2000s i think they wouldn't have been able to like pass a comment like that no. like it would have been like oh yeah like yeah you you're right like i probably shouldn't be eating pizza and yeah pasta and, like, yeah i agree you know I, mean? I agree i don't think it, it it would have been i think she, with this she she's kind of like oh just celebrate your body you know but our bodies change yeah whereas yeah i do agree that you know in early 2000s you know with the lizzie mcguire's and the you know that generation i feel like it was a lot more like you know the girls with like the g je- the belly tops and the jeans mm, and oh like God, the, you know it. the flare yeah. jeans with the sparkles on the jeans and things it was it was um that was the image that the media wanted us like people to aspire to so it it, it wouldn't you know, really lizzie mcguire ha- yeah 
the sorry go no, on. I was just going to say, I'm going to say um just one more thing. I don't think they would yeah. have celebrated it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So thinking back, I just remembered Lizzie McGuire had like an eating disorder episode. I don't know if you remember it. Does she? I don't remember that. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's the Raven though. Did they tell her? That's the Raven had it. That that's the Harry Raven had a full on episode about it. I can't even remember um, that. It was like she was on a fashion show and they were like, you need to be a size zero or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's very interesting that I don't think I even picked that up when I was younger watching it. Yeah, I don't think. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, that literally was about body. Yeah, body positivity. Sort of. Yeah. And trying to yeah. like, yeah, encourage young girls yeah. to be, you know, not be size zeros, basically. Okay, so. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, that was. um. <laughs> that was a uh, it went somewhere we weren't anticipating we were literally went a bit deep and so dark crazy though. but um our next question is um oh so for you so what did you think about um both of her romantic relationships or actually no all of her romantic relationships so with um her husband and then with james franco's character and then with felipe like what were your thoughts on them I think okay so obviously the first one was really toxic I didn't like it and I I completely deem it as not healthy because I think uh because his I mean obviously we're seeing it from a biased point of view because we don't know what she's also done in that relationship but from her point of view he just seems like even when he goes to the divorce hearings and stuff he seems like so bright like not bratty but he just seems so toxic and like you can't help but think okay if he's like acting this way in public like how would he have been been acting in in private and like why and maybe that's why it's led up to this divorce for her um so i definitely think that was unhealthy and obviously like that's the premise of the film and that's why she went to go and go into this trip whatever um i think the david one so the one with james franco i can't remember how it ended um, she decides to travel and then she just kind of like she's I think she's just basically like oh I'm traveling and he doesn't stop oh her. did she end it she ends or he ends um it just yeah. felt like he didn't he never actually ended it by saying anything but he was just very like resigned he just couldn't be bothered to try he was anymore. very distant yeah 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 I think so I think that was also James Franco's character mm. like on it and he was very like Again, I like I said before, I think it was more of a sexual thing and she just wanted to feel that passion mm. and stuff. I think it wasn't more... It wasn't romantic at all. I think it was just supposed to be, like, sexually fulfilling her, I mm. guess. Um, so I don't think... I mean, I think that if, if that's what you want, I think that's healthy. But from what it seems, I don't think it was helpful to her, especially if she was, like, on this quest of self-discovery and whatever. Mm. Um, so again, I don't think that was healthy. And obviously, like the last one i think obviously is the most healthiest because mm. they both i guess find themselves um at places where like they're content in life and he's always he's also not like he i don't know it's it's really weird and i actually like this part of the movie where he's like not i, I think the other men like kind of made her feel guilty about her decisions whereas he was kind of like very he's like oh you have to do what you ha what makes you happy in life and stuff like that he's very like forthcoming and honest about his life and again i think it was pure love and like it was it was passionate as well like obviously but yeah i think it was like he 
I don't know, he didn't undermine her in any way, which I think the previous two relationships did, and which, which is why I think she was very comfortable and it was a healthy relationship. And I really liked that part. I think that's one, one of the things I really liked about this movie is like how understanding he was at the like at the Felipe at the end and he was just like look everyone makes mistakes everyone does this and like it was yeah it was just very accepting of her and I don't think she's ever oh okay my point was he makes her feel safe Mm -hmm. yeah um and I don't think the other relationships did that so I think that was the whole thing and that's why it's healthy and she really obviously she loves him and I think that's how like I feel like because the because like these relationships are unhealthy and healthy that's how it represents the men as well like Mm. they're so i feel like it evolves with each relationship Mm. like the first guy is like not evolved at all he's just like stuck in his own ways wants to do wants what he wants to do is very aggressive also at times second one is like just kind of also in his head uh doesn't know what he wants from his life and then the third one he's like it's really weird because he's very at peace and I think that that's what makes her safe in that relationship and maybe that's what she's been looking for all these years and then it, that's why I guess the film also ends where it's like okay she's finally safe somewhere and like that's where she she needs to be and like that's how she discovered herself mm. I mean that was a bit of a tangent but that's what I no, think no, that like sense, yeah. that relationship was the healthiest yeah. and he was the most healthiest character because he was so at peace and like he's gone through so much shit in his life as well and he has a child and he basically wants to just like fulfill her needs and wants her to feel safe so that's what i would say okay. it's a very safe relationship and she can feel be herself yeah but what about you Belle? yeah i am um, with her ex-husband i i think um, from my point of view I feel like they just wanted they just grown apart and just wanted to they just wanted different things different lives they were no longer on the same page and Mm -hmm. it became it it got to it seemed to me that they were just tolerating each other there was no they'd Mm. gone past the point of like trying they'd gone past the point of like making the effort it was kind of like let's just tolerate each other and obviously that's you know that's not a good thing it's like if you're not going to try to make so it unhealthy. work yeah, yeah then what's you know what's the what's the you know what's the yeah. point what's the what's the alternative and then because that's where they end up resenting each other right as well. exactly exactly and yeah. i mean what i will say is that when they meet with their lawyer i do feel like mm. there's for both of them there is love like even with her mm-hmm. she obviously ends the marriage but we see her still mourning the relationship when she gets to bali and she's still mm-hmm. kind of mourning it and feels really guilty about ending the relationship. So I do feel like for both of them, there is definitely some love, definitely love there. And they both did genuinely mm-hmm. love each other. But yeah, I think they got to the point where love wasn't enough. It's like, we, oh, yeah. you know, we're just worlds apart. We're literally, it's like they were living in the same house and literally around each other, but they were just living two separate lives, living in two different worlds. Yeah and then we've yeah. then obviously got her relationship with david and for me david mm-hmm. just seemed more like a rebound i feel like he oh yeah he saw her kind of like he i feel like he kind of saw her as a cougar and i feel like for yeah her, was he supposed to be younger than her yeah I, well i think i think so okay. i think so yeah, yeah i think so but that's how it came across anyway i don't know if that was the intention or not but it did come across mm-hmm. to me that he kind of saw her as this like 
woman and you know this mature woman and he just wants to like it's just like i i think he it was just maybe his boyish you know young man desire to like see all like you know a cougar like let me get into a relationship with her and see how that goes kind of yeah. thing um yeah so he that relationship felt more like a rebound it felt like she kind of just mm-hmm. wanted someone to um so basically um just for you guys um to be aware so she's basically a writer so he is mm. an act the lead and the lead actor in one of her plays so it kind of looked like he oh, yeah. was like looking up to her he had this admiration the he, right exactly he kind of like fell in love with the music exactly and then she kind of was like oh like let me entertain this as a young man you know let me kind of see what so it's just kind of it goes back to what Fee was saying about you know it was mm-hmm. it seemed like it was all about sex because with their relationship it seemed more about like just like feeding each other's like sexual desire and that was kind of where it started and stopped and then <laughs> which is obviously not like a good it's not a bad thing yeah. but it's not exactly yeah good. but it just felt like that was like the foundation of their relationship and yeah. it didn't seem like they had much depth in you know we didn't really see them have any deep conversations really get to know each mm-hmm. other or anything and then fast forward to her relationship with Felipe we literally see the opposite it's like we see him they develop Felipe, they yeah. do, you know they there's a lot of intimacy in that they have um really um meaningful conversations like they they're both it felt like they're both they were both in a at a point in their lives where they were like you know what um let's just live life um let's just enjoy life let's yeah like let's kind of just like and they um you know they were both on the same page because he was like oh you know my business isn't you know i I, my business is in bali like i've been traveling so he was been traveling since his divorce i would love that so dave (laughs) they're obviously on the same page and he gets her she gets him it seems like there's a lot more um this relationship felt very um very like those depths like they really wanted to genuinely know and you know grow together yeah that's what so, i mean yeah. like it was safe yeah. for both of them yeah, like she had a certain like, level of security she felt safe with him yeah. yeah and he felt safe with her and it was like they they both have this baggage that they come with mm. and it's like with when they're like together it's like like it's almost normal like obviously it's normal mm. but it's like for them i think it's like oh okay this is okay like this is how it's supposed yeah. to be and like and it's so nice because like oh i love that house like i am obsessed with that house and they're like in their own little cocoon mm. and there's like a waterfall yeah. in like their garden oh god <laughs> and then we will now rate the movie so like we always do we will rate the movie out of five and you know just give a um a few pointers about you know what we did or didn't like about the movie sophie Mm -hmm. over to you okay i think i'm gonna give it a i think i'm gonna give it a 2.5 out of five because it wasn't it was okay i think it was bad in some parts but i think it was somehow like feel good and it like I really liked the Felipe and like her storyline and I love like their romance and like passion whatever um 
But I really like that section and where she goes and like spiritually connects. I think the first like section, it was like just her basically like enjoying life and well, I mean obviously as you should like just kind of getting it out of her system and like I think suppressing her emotions just to a certain extent. Where I think, whereas I think in the second bit in India and in Bali, she was like spiritually connected and like had to talk about the issues and like had this men had this breakdown in front of like this guy and stuff and I think that was really helpful and healthy for her um so I would say 2.5 because it wasn't all bad I would just say the parts that I didn't enjoy were all the other bits <laughs> I can't it's too the, the the other relationships with the men I think it was also just too much of a touristy like oh like also it's from a, like a rich white woman's perspective which you know it's always very hindering um but also the the timing like the time two hours for what so we can see her going around a vespa that is literally one like, of my points that could have been 15 minutes that whole bit about in rome that could have been 15 minutes could have done the other bits in like 10 minutes like come on we do not need to have a movie for two hours like no Please, because by the time you get to Felipe and what's her name? What's her name? Liz. Liz, yeah. Their storyline. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, let this film end. Like that's how I was like, I was like, oh my god, why one hundred percent. One. That is literally and, one of my points as well for why. And that's the main the That's the main bit about the movie. So why would you do that? Like that's literally the best thing about the movie. I know it's like the ending's the best part, but like people need to get to the ending i'm sure that like, people would have left the cinema i i, I would have like no two hours is too like unless it's like a really good movie where you're like hooked in that's fine but no 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 two hours is way too long to for us to see julia roberts parading and i love rom-coms but like come on now pipe it down like like just chill julia like just get to bali fall in love with this man heal yourself fix yourself there we go you live in Bali, you live your best life. That's all I need to know. Bye. <laughs> 2.5 out of 5. Bang on. Okay. Over to you, Belle. <laughs> Thank you for your thoughts, Fee. So, um, so I will, um, yeah. I, I will give it a 2. I'll give it a 2. Ooh, because... <laughs> a 0.5 lower. I'll give it a 2 because, you know, one of my points was it was it was like I was like this is literally like a hundred hours. It was like two and a half hours. It, was like, it felt like a hundred hours. I was like, when, like why when is it will still this going end? On? And it wasn't when, literally. <laughs> the thing is, when will this end? They literally could have cut. I'm. I feel like they could have cut out Italy. Ah, uh, to be honest, I love Italy, so I don't. I didn't want them to cut out Italy. They could have cut out the stupid parts. Two hours and thirteen minutes. Why does it need to be that long? I feel Why? like so. I feel like we see her transform in India, and then we see her transform in Bali. But in Italy, I feel like it's just kind of her. I feel like it's someone saying they want to go. You know, they want to go on a self discovery. But before they really get think, to the yeah. self discovery, it's like let me first drive by here and get some food and enjoy the atmosphere and the vibe. I I just yeah. don't um. I don't personally I don't think Italy was necessary I feel like they could have literally just jumped yeah. to Bali because obviously Bali um she no in we can India was before Bali we can jump straight to yeah. India because she goes to basically visit this um ashram that David told her about so we could have literally just seen yeah. her go straight there 
and then straight after go to Bali where she finds love. But in Italy, I just, I, I don't think that needed to, I think that could have, if we had to take out a part of the movie, I think that could have been cut out. And it, I don't think it would I lose, think it, needed to it would lose in. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it needed to be in because I think it was, the, it was like the vain part, if that makes sense. Like, it was like that, like careless part of like how everyone wants to go to Italy and have pizza and pasta right. and like lounge about. Like that's what people think Italy is, and it's a very like a skewed version, obviously. Like, yeah, it's not true. I just um, yeah. So that's what pissed off the Italians. Yeah, I just like, thought no, it was a very unrealistic around. portrayal. It's like, yeah. oh, for sure. You know, yay, pasta and pizza, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sure Italy isn't all about. For sure, like, exactly. They're probably like, what the hell? Is yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I've totally agree but i just think it was supposed to be like that mm. like vain part of her like self-exploration mm-hmm. where she was supposed to go through this and be like i'm in italy and i'm like lounging mm-hmm. about and i'm learning the language mm. and i'm like one of the locals but that's what i mean where it was like it privileged was lens rich white woman's yeah pers- yeah exactly yeah. she can do that people in italy don't really have a choice to lounge about and exactly like, have pizza and stuff so i will um and even you know what you saying that that kind of takes me back to giovanni when sophie says oh i'll introduce you to um my tutor because he um basically he's looking for work or you know he's struggling to find people or something like that so he's like a a Mm. real italian who is living you know the life like you know he is struggling a bit financially and with work so he is like i guess an element of like reality you know yeah. in italy wow anyways <laughs> um yeah so thank you everyone for listening to our first episode back in 2022 um we hope you enjoyed it um let us know what you think of our new episode um feel free to comment like subscribe whatever you want to do all the good stuff or you can send us an email at flicktalkpodcast the number one at gmail.com and you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at flicktalkpodcast um yeah so we will come at you with another episode or two more episodes this month we're not sure one more you're episode just get a gift <laughs> and you're gonna love it um, but yeah thank you so much for all the love that you showed us last year we hope you enjoy this year as well and with that i'm gonna say bell do you have any other parting thoughts no i think you covered it all we will bid yeah, you guys adieu adieu mm. to you and you and you <laughs> okay um, on that note yeah eat pray love it up on on that note eat pray love eat pray love it up this year if you want i think i definitely mm-hmm. will um and yeah have a lovely new year i hope it's productive i hope you guys you know get all you want this year um unless it's something negative then i don't hope you get it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah have a lovely uh wet day week whenever you're listening to this and we'll be back soon bye everyone bye guys bye